it was okay that I was like frozen for that long period of time. It was like I wasn't doing anything bad or wrong. Like that was me like trying my hardest, you know. to another episode of the orphic my name is Alyssa. i'm an astrophysicist i just got my phd and i'm interested in understanding how the universe works from a conscious energetic perspective everything is alive things have souls the galaxy has a soul and i want to know how it all works what is the spirituality of the universe and of astrophysics so please give me a follow on instagram at interdimensional dot astrophysics have some content there yeah hey hi i'm michaela with mariposa moonchild i'm an empathic uh, energy healer and intuitive medium yeah <laughs> um i just really desire to be a part of or i guess i'm really called to be a part of the activation of the healing the ripple effect of healing across the planet um I believe that we're shifting into a new consciousness. Mother Gaia is shifting into a new consciousness. Humanity is shifting into a new consciousness. And in, in part of supporting that is learning to shift within ourselves, learning to shift ourselves energetically and do the healing over lifetimes and lifetimes of what has ever what has brought us here before and the work that we've done to really shift into this next level of our consciousness and our humanity and with that i have such a deep curiosity and so many questions of you know like the big question of who are we and why are we here and i feel like i get little tidbits of it but mm -hmm. just to keep keep asking those questions um and keep exploring that and venturing into that yeah yeah that's good who are we who why are we here i don't know yeah like <laughs> that's a that's a loaded question yeah <laughs> um all right so we like to start every episode by have by grounding in and doing some deep breaths just to get present a little bit so let's do that yeah so everyone if you're ready let's take a second let's take we're gonna do a couple of really deep cleansing body breaths so take a moment feel into your body let's put a hand on the heart let's take a big deep breath in breathing from your belly all the way up through your lungs big breath just holding at the top for a second. Then opening the mouth and letting it go. <sighs> Releasing anything negative, anything that feels heavy and letting it go with the breath. Take another deep breath in. Pause. And release. <sighs> Letting go of anything that may not be serving you. Letting it go with the breath. One more deep breath in. Pause. And when you're ready, 
Let it go. Letting go of anything and everything that's not serving you. Everything that's ready to be let go. Release it now. Take a moment to feel back into your body. In this space. In this now moment. Feeling centered. Arriving here. And when you're ready, just bring yourself back into this space. I was thinking about uh, how much of a like a mess I was last podcast. <laughs> well, because I was just editing it last uh, last night and yesterday, and it was just so funny. Like, if anyone listened to the last week, well, we were in we were in a fun like giggly mood. Um, we weren't high, surprisingly. No, <laughs> that would have been fun, but <laughs> one time maybe. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was just kind of funny how how not here I was but I feel like I'm happy to report that I am doing better oh yeah and because I had also just gotten stood up for a date and I didn't even think I told you I heard did I tell you I heard from that guy no you didn't oh yeah I didn't tell you we've both been very busy lately so we haven't caught up in a while so this should be good I know I feel like it was only just like yesterday that we got a chance to even have any more back and forth me and you in our in our in our texts and i was like i missed you i know i felt like it was like a good like week i, I know like it kind of went into a vortex and was like Phew, but now i just like popped out again yeah. and like when we go but... too long without talking that much i i get no. sad <laughs> no we don't <laughs> yeah we don't go we usually don't go that long without talking but yeah so update I, well i had i was like stood up for a date last weekend or whatever and just completely ghosted and didn't hear anything and then so what was it it was about like six a week later it was the day of my graduation I got like a text from him that was like hey sorry like I've been sorry I never I just sounded Canadian there sorry uh, sorry I never got <laughs> back <to> sorry you. <laughs> what do you say about Canadians what no it's that's how you say sorry Right? Is what sorry? What? Yeah, sorry. I said how I sounded. You, I said I sounded. How, how are you supposed to say? Do you, what, what do you you say? Oh, like, sorry. So, sorry. 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 <laughs> no, that's gotta be that's gotta be the New York thing, right? But it's sorry. Def- I mean, there's a spectrum, but it's definitely more Canadian to say sorry. Sorry. I mean, I feel like that's how it's spelled. <laughs> I mean, O is up for interpretation. There's a lot of ways you could pronounce it. Oh, he's calling me, which disrupted my video. Oh, no. Oh, that's Okay, I'm good. I just, it might be a little tiny blip. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, Anyway, I got a text on the morning of my graduation. I was like, hey, sorry, I haven't, never got back to you. Like, just been dealing with some stuff. And then he was like, congrats on graduating, though, because (laughs) he saw it on my Instagram or whatever. But I was like, I didn't answer. So that yeah, was of course not. No. <laughs> Did know. you explain what happened last time on the pod? Yeah. The the ghosting of it all? Yeah. So this yeah. guy just like straight up just Yeah, it was like we nothing. had so like how many weeks later was that? So and what it was so one week. So he said sorry, good job on graduating, like that was yeah. it? 
yeah he was like oh he said oh it was two texts it was like hey sorry sorry i never got back to you just been going through some stuff or just been dealing oh. with some stuff and then a second message congrats on graduating though mm. um, yeah i feel like that's kind of what i said too yeah. hey it totally I was is just like i just think he's like in a place where he like doesn't have the capacity or something and it's yeah. like way less about you um doesn't make it any less like disrespectful yeah but i was i was surprised though because i thought that i kind of thought that he was going to commit to the ghost because it's like if you go that far as to like really like not message some that was yeah it was we had plans in the morning and then um and then nothing well he had in the morning we set plans for the afternoon anyway so it was just funny um but i I really thought he was just gonna commit to the ghost but you think he would have because like if i wasn't graduating feel well i no i I just feel like (laughs) like is that door closed for you oh yeah for this person yeah it's like it yeah he might as well i feel like he might to the ghost I feel like he might try like one more time. I, I think so too. I think, that, I think that's why maybe he didn't commit to the ghost. Cause he's like, oh, I'll just like right. pop back up. But it's just like, yeah, yeah that's so wild to me. Like I even feel like if you made plans like a week ago and then you check in on the day of, and the person's like not answering still doesn't make it okay. Right. But to like, but talked to like ch- hours. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Like we that talked morning, hours before. And then just be like, Oh, like I'm going through some stuff. It's just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I have compassion for this guy yeah. because I truly believe he must be going mm-hmm. through it. Um, but like, yeah. Wild. Good wild. Luck. <laughs> but so I graduated. I had my graduation ceremony a few days ago. So congratulations. Thanks. That was nice. I didn't expect I didn't expect for it to be so exciting or I didn't expect for it to be so like emotional. But at the same time, I don't know, because why it's not? Like, I feel like you'd be very emotional. I don't know, because it's been like I, 10 years. Seven. Well, but close, close yeah, <laughs> um, because, like, oh, yeah, it is almost like 10 years. Yeah, you're right. Uh, because I I always the day that I cared about most was always the one in December where I defended, uh, which was the yeah. like gave my whole dissertation talk and everything and and that day d- really did go as magical and amazing as as I envisioned and so that was always the day because yeah you'd think that I would have had like my graduation day as one of these like visions in my mind but because there was that there was always such a different hurdle of actually giving my whole dissertation talk and getting to that point was always the big like culmination. I visualized that day um, and I never really visualized like graduation day. So it was always like a secondary thing. And then I just went into my own world cocoon for the last six months. And then, yeah, only as it was like approaching again and, you know, like we were talking, we were like sending voice memos about it. I was like, oh my God, right. Like I forgot that I have an opportunity now to remind myself of how far i've come and really needing to be proud of myself and um yeah and it was really great it was like there was a really great speaker and everything too and her whole kind of message was about how success isn't a straight line and um yeah and she had she was like an olympian gold medal winner a soccer player and she was a umass um alum and 
yeah, she just told this whole crazy story of like all these twists and turns and like all these really long times that she was like flat on her face and everything and all this stuff. So it was really nice. And yeah, and it was nice. My parents came and got to see my advisor and everything. And yeah, it was just, it was very nice to feel, to like really feel it and be there and just like really kind of bask in it. And I think, I don't know, it's like now, especially now that I've had like six months to process the fact that it's beneficial and everything. So yeah, as if it's been six months. Yeah. Like we're halfway into 2023, guys. I know. Isn't that weird on its own? And, and, you know, what's been strange for me, even though I don't know, now I feel like I, what's been strange for me in this since, since graduating was that like, I used to be so afraid of time passing because I was always on the clock for finishing and everything. And I used to be so every when when any day when a day passed i was always like oh god like i didn't do what i needed to today and it was always like oh time it's fleeting from us and i just like i was afraid of time for a really long time mm-hmm. and then now and the difference in this last six months has been like oh like time is just passing and i'm like i don't know i guess i don't really need to be like afraid of it <laughs> it's just i don't know it's been weird no i feel the same too like, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it, but I feel a little bit like more okay with it now. I yeah. feel like I was in a time before where I'm just like, oh, it's like going so fast. Like, oh my God. And feeling like you want to slow it down or you want to be, I don't know, like in a different space or like before, mm-hmm. but yeah, just fighting what is like anytime you're doing that, yeah. you're just like really in resistance to what is. And yeah, so um, I also, though, had this, like, the the night of my graduation, I had this really kind of profound realization about my own self-forgiveness. And I think, you know, it was, it was important that this, and very divinely timed, that all of this resurfaced again, of course, like, around my graduation, because, um... So I did like really, really struggle. Like if anyone here is like sort of a new listener or everything or anything, um, I really, really struggled like towards the end of my program in the last few years um, with addiction and and, you know, stopping pharmaceuticals for assistance with my studying and everything. And and 2022 was like the roughest of it all. And I feel like I almost upon revisit like a lot of things came up again to be revisited for a new level of forgiveness because you know healing happens in layers right which is another important thing here and because you know I record so our fifth episode I tell this whole I tell the whole story about my addiction stuff and how I really move past it and everything and I think that because that hasn't been the forefront of my mind for the last six months. I think that there is a big part of me that almost like forgot, you know, it's like I did, but I didn't like there is a big subconscious or conscious part. I don't know, whatever that almost like, because yeah, once you get to this next point, then you're just focused on the next thing. And there were a part, I feel like there is a part of me that almost did forget um, how intense everything was towards the end. 
and like but you know what's interesting is that it, it feels like this new layer that's come up is okay because there is a few things so there was there was like the stage of time that I was like more addicted and then there was a stage of time where I and so I need to have compassion for that version of myself that mm-hmm. was in the hamster wheel that was in it that was so so in it and then there was the version of myself that was stopping and then had to pick herself back up and um it's like I thought that I had reached a level of peace with that that version of myself which was mostly in 2022 that really was I was like in the deepest dark night of the soul dark night yeah dark night of soul Mm -hmm. um for most of 2022 and in that time period I didn't get any work done like any schoolwork any work on my thesis done for eight months so that was from when I stopped um the pharmaceutical stuff from when I stopped that in January to like September and it was a really there was a lot more going on that I didn't know in that time because there was a chemical withdrawal that was happening like there was there was a lot there's so many like levels of what was happening but so so this is what happened on Friday night the night of my graduation so there's this um, there's this woman on Instagram who does like PhD coaching, and I actually had like a te- like a like a trial uh, meeting with her like shortly before I got my act together to finish my PhD in like September October 2022. I had a meeting with her. She does yeah she has a very much like a holistic mindset in the sense of understanding like burnout and understanding um, how you know, you're not supposed to be working like all the time and understanding that people are humans and have faults and go through ups and downs in their PhD programs. So she has a really great um, account. I didn't end up doing her like three month month coaching program, um, but we stayed in touch on Instagram and everything. And she she's just doing really great work because she's really helping people like get through their mental hurdles in their PhD programs. And yeah, so we've been, we've been in touch and she had this Instagram story on um yeah, on Friday like the day of my graduation that was it was a message from one of her clients that she's helping and she wrote something about how her client she successfully helped her client who didn't do any who didn't do any work for 5 months that mm-hmm. her client had didn't make any progress didn't do any work for five months she successfully helped her like get out of that freeze mode and into progress again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when i saw that i like messaged her and i was like oh my god like other people go into that deep of a procrastination or like that deep of a hole like for that long because mine, like I always refer to, because it, for me, it was about eight months. And I always have that number in my head because that's that's just what it was. That was mm-hmm. the amount of time that I went where I made zero progress. And mm-hmm. um, eight infinity. Oh, yeah. That is zero. Two zero. Yeah, I don't know. There's something interesting about that being like that is interesting. zero point. Because like, cause you know it, what else I thought? The eight, like eight, eight, nine months is also like the gestation period it's like the time for a baby to grow i kind of thought about that too it's like i needed to completely be reborn in that whole time yeah well i mean you're a mathematician so maybe this is a dumb question but in the real 
scheme of things and consciousness, like, is there really a difference between zero and infinity? Mm, what a good question. You know, I don't think so because I think that like zero point, I think that I've, I made like a few videos on zero. I've had a like a lot of downloads and stuff on it or zero point. I think that like zero is everything and nothing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So like, how I think can it not no. be right? Like, yeah, it's like, everything and nothing. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's like the zero yeah. point. Yeah. The zero point field. It's and like then, neutrality. It's, it's, it's like everything folding in on itself. Yeah, I don't know. And then like infinity is infinity. So I guess sometimes I say like, what isn't the, there's like the one is no one or infinity equals one. And then so then there is a zero and a one. But yeah, still, I don't know. Yeah, I don't mm. know. That's interesting. And I mean, and things are coded in ones and zeros. Mm -hmm. Right. The binary. But yes, I was just thinking about but the but, but the binary, but. Even if something is binary, it is still all one. Like you mean wholeness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like the it's like splitting off into ones and zeros, but like one plus zero equals one. Yeah. So interesting. It's like it's this stuff is so deep, but like it's all I think about. <laughs> I think about this shit all the time. Hmm interesting um yeah so so anyway so she yes yeah, so she has this instagram story about someone that didn't do work any work for five months and i responded and i was like there are other people that procrastinate for that long i was like i really thought that i i was like i thought i was the only one that that really went into a deep dark hole for that long a period of time and she said it's so and then she responded and she said it's so common she said procrastination is the biggest is the biggest problem that i have among among my clients but yeah she just she just really reiterated that like things like for that long of time period are super common she sees it all the time and people that like come to her for help and everything mm -hmm. and it just like oh my god just the like the aha moment that like depth of healing and realization and like emotional release that happened in that moment it was so deep because you know what it was was i really and it was just so interesting because it was like, I thought that I had brought a lot of resolution to that situation already. You know, I thought that I had forgiven myself or I thought that I had some, maybe some extra context of understanding that, yeah, obviously like everyone struggles and it's, it's, it's never only you, even though you always think it's only you in the moment. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that I had some understanding of it, but I actually really didn't. And I, I actually didn't fully because just at a conscious level, like nothing to do with like the healing necessarily. I truly didn't like, I know that everyone else gets into these holes or gets into whatever, but I thought that there's no way that anyone else could get into themselves into as deep shit as I got myself into. Was I was bad, like, yeah. I was like, oh, other people probably procrastinate, but they probably get probably for like a week or whatever, or a few weeks or maybe a month or something. And I was like, there's no way that other people get to the level that I got myself to 
And, but that's not true. It's not true. And it was like, I literally like felt it in my heart. Like my heart was like tingling and it felt like my heart was being like cracked open. It felt, it literally felt like my heart was being cracked open. And it was this intense realization that like, I, like in that time, I hated myself so much. Yeah. I thought, I thought I was the biggest piece of shit in the world. Yeah. I really did. And like every day for like eight months. Every day. The shame spiral, the shame, the self-hatred, it was so deep. I hated myself. And it was, it was like this realization that like, I never needed to hate myself as much as I did. And it just made me like, yeah, it made me really sad for myself and for that version of myself. It made me sad for all the other people that have the exact same experience, that have no other, that everyone just puts themselves in this vacuum, that they probably think that they're the only ones. It made me sad that because of my environment and academic environment or just programming or or everything that exists around us that I didn't know any other way to respond to myself other than to hate myself you know I didn't know any other way to be in that time any other reaction to my situation other than to hate myself mm-hmm. and it was just like yeah like it never needed to be that way. And I know obviously it it did to an extent because I had to, I had to, to learn from it, but it was just such a new, a different level of, of realization around this because yeah, like I said, like I, I thought that I forgave myself or like, I thought that I had some compassion in retrospect. But then when I think about it, I'm like, I don't I don't really think I do. I think before Friday, before this night that I had this whole realization, I think before that I still I was like, yeah, like it wasn't the best. Like I was dealing with really a really rough time, but um, I still was being shitty. You know, I yeah. think I still thought like, yeah, I was being kind of a shithead in that time. And it's like the fact that how common this is and how like i was not nearly not anything close to the only person that had somehow like even though mine was it's it's still the same thing because mine was specific to like withdrawals and and stuff like that but it doesn't matter because it's all speaking to the same consciousness under the hood of not being good enough being in this freeze mode of procrastination mm-hmm. being paralyzed because you're so afraid of being wrong because you're so deathly afraid of taking the next step deathly afraid of meeting your inner demon that you can't do anything and it's like it's you know i i really just thought that i really blame myself for getting for getting myself in that point and just yeah it was just made it just made me really sad for yeah, really sad for that version of myself, for how much I hated myself and just how much, yeah, kind of just really emphasizing like how much I didn't, I'd never needed to hate myself that much. No. 
And, but yeah, but it was good. You know, it, it's good that that happened because, and obviously you man, you can't get much more divine timing than that. The, the day of my graduation, I this, this thing that I see like sparks this whole healing, like a new level, a new layer of the healing of that. And I think clearly it was time. I think I pushed it aside a bit these last these last uh, six months because I, I got past it already, you know, and it's like when you get past it already, you think like, OK, yeah, like I already I got past it. But I think there was a part of me that was asking for more forgiveness and some more like softness around that. Yeah, I mean, there is levels to healing. You can do some work and then later I mean, I feel like as you do the work, it just maybe becomes less and less loud. Like at first, it just seems like too much that you can't even face it. Cause that was part of it too, right? Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're like avoiding the emotions that it brings up. Yeah. If that's like the shame and the guilt and like yep. you're avoiding how the work makes you feel. And if that is um, your inner child that needs to be nourished or held or whatever um but yeah there is there is layers to it and I feel like when you start to do when you start to dive into something that you've never really held space for you've constantly been avoiding there's usually this really big kind of intense release because you think of all that pressure it's like yes it felt like yeah, like like I said, the crack open, like it felt like there was like a like a piercing hole like out of my heart that like something was released. Mm-hmm. It felt like something like the air was finally let out of of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, you think like, I don't know, the vision I'm getting is literally like a cyst that keeps just like the liquid mm-hmm. it's kind of gross yeah. but it just keeps coming into it and like building pressure except for i'm the person who likes to pop mm-hmm. pimples so maybe you'll like it maybe you'll hate it <laughs> i don't know um growing and stuff and it just yeah it keeps festering and then once you decide to open it up a little bit poof, big release um mm-hmm. and then after that i feel like and so that, that goes for anything in your yeah. life is there if there's something specific you know that you've been avoiding or emotions or healing like the fur the beginning of it the tip of the iceberg will be the most and difficult intense part because you're saying yes and you're willing to open up that piece of yourself and feel the emotions it's just that feeling so you're going to deeply feel the emotions that you've been avoiding Mm -hmm. um but then it gets easier but sometimes there's still those layers of where maybe yeah. the soul fragments are for that particular thing or the different layers of where it's stuck in the body. And then, yeah, as you continue along your journey, you might begin to release more and more and open up more and more. And mm-hmm. that's the interesting thing with our reality, because as that thing begins to heal and we begin to re- release, our reality still reflects the places that the this might be triggering us or that these things are coming up to look deeper in ourselves and deeper at where we still need to be healed Mm -hmm. so yeah something did come up to give you that reminder to forgive yourself and let go of that blame 
You know what it was? It was that I feel like because whatever healing had to take place for me to get myself out of that situation, for me to get myself out out of that deep hole was it was different. Like to the 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 work that I did to get myself out of the hole is completely different than me going back and giving myself extra compassion for how hard on myself I was in the thick of that process because it's different like you know it's different when I got myself out of that I was kind of targeting like I was targeting like another previous few year before that version of me I wasn't like I wasn't really it was it really brought my attention to the fact that there was this there is this uh, of that whole experience that I went through in these last few years with that addiction and everything like there was this aspect that had been a bit neglected that I didn't realize, which was um, how hard on myself I was in the thick of it. And it was like because I just kind of got through that and was able to when I got out of that, it was just yeah I guess merging myself back with back with a confidence and kind of just trusting myself again but it was like I had just completely disregarded how cruel I was to myself in that whole time and um I mean how and and what I'm kind of hearing is you were asking for something from yourself in that time period more specifically your your inner child so what was your inner Mm -hmm. child asking you for from then yeah it was um yeah like for forgiveness compassion yeah i just because coming yeah just like love and me, compassion for um me falling on my face every day was me doing my hardest because look i wasn't the only one that did that you know there's so many other people that like fell on their face for like months and months on end and I wasn't wrong and like this person, you know, this girl that um this PhD coach that she just helped like she wasn't wrong for like falling on her face for 5 months straight and not getting anything done. She wasn't wrong for that. She was that was literally her like doing the best that she could. Yeah. And that's what it was. It was like this realization that it was like it was okay that I was like frozen for that long period of time it was like I wasn't doing anything bad or wrong that was me like trying my hardest yeah you know and just that was me trying my hardest that version of you what I could do yeah that version of you um that was doing her best like like any version of any other human all she wants is love and compassion and just to be accepted for exactly yeah. how she was yeah right and and that's that's what was so like frustrating about that time period you know like that like I felt like I literally couldn't do any better than I was which didn't look good on paper you know yeah like that like me whatever happened and all the fumbles even if it was a million days in a row like that's kind of how it needed to be and that's yep. that's the process that i needed to go through well um and another really really important thing about this is that we are building a new paradigm and what that looks like and so when you're like yeah i didn't look good on paper it's like 
Well, who fucking says so? Who fucking yeah. says yeah. so? So true. And am I going to so allow true. my value to be attached to this piece of paper or whatever? And no, we're us indigo children, us leaders. We get to choose. That's back to our reality. Mm-hmm. We get we get yeah. to choose how it gets to yeah. be and what we want to attach our worth to if we're going to attach our worth to anything. Um, but yeah, right, that's exactly. really powerful like, too. Yeah, no, that is such a cool like added perspective of it because yeah, that is something that, you know, I have thought about too. Like, obvi- like the, uh, on paper, I didn't make progress in my research for that eight months, but obviously there was a lot happening internally in that time. And I do know that. And, um, you know, I was setting myself up for future resilience and, um, yeah, it does, it does look different. And another thing too, that kind of this whole situation like makes me realize or just think of is kind of the power of just like how me, that, that liberation for me happened because I found out that other, because I wasn't alone yeah, in that experience. Feel alone. It was only purely giving like what gave me permission was knowing that I was not the only one to do that and so knowing that you weren't the only one it takes away its wrongness and it's how many people like can be in those situations where it just instantly you just you feel like other people having the same thing just instantly gives you permission to have your experience when it's like also either way even if you were the only one it would be okay because whatever you're experiencing is what you're experiencing but yeah it was just so interesting too that it was like the piece you know the piece of the puzzle that like liberated me that like got me to this liberation was just the fact that like how much I was not the only one and how much in that time you can in in the shame spiral that's part of what the shame spiral is convincing yourself that you're the only one that like and that makes it worse yeah stuff like that yeah wow some big releases for you yeah yeah so I do want to like I do feel like there's some more here or I I do kind of want to like do a quantum thing in in a meditation and like really bring in that version of myself because it feels like a kind of, you know, I've located this now as something that's ready to go to the next the next layer. Um, And I do feel like, yeah, I think it could be really powerful to kind of just maybe there could be some more release to do with it and just really bring in that version of myself and kind of just give it give it some more time like dedicate some I feel like a few hours to it or something um so I wrote down a note to do a healing mm-hmm. on you and release whatever's le- le- um, yeah. ready to go with this more of a cancel clear on your old story letting go of oh, the yeah. old story yeah, we should do yeah. that. So I actually, while you were talking a while ago, already wrote a note on it. Okay, good. Right. Yeah, exactly. It is It is this old story and it's um, it's ready to be released. And yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, so I think it's just, you know, this is just super relatable and it just, it, it can be applied to everything. 
Um, there's just so much self-hatred that can is possible in those times where you just like are really like in a ditch yeah like metaphorically for a while and it's a lot of people have have that and sometimes it lasts for a month sometimes it lasts for eight months sometimes it lasts for a few years yeah and um and it's part of the process like you said it's there's nothing Mm -hmm. bad about it like that's actually part of you going through this really messy raw death but mm-hmm. yeah i yep. mean as cliche as it is like without death there is not life and like we're constantly in these death and rebirth processes so if we're not dying we're not we're not growing mm-hmm. uh how is just yeah. had a call with my mentor right before this and he was like saying he's constantly in this death and rebirth and i was like yeah, me too. Like sometimes I feel like I'm con or just like constantly in, in, in the death. Like it just feels so exhausting to you sometimes just like letting go of things. And like, I asked this question, I was like, is there anything else but death? And he's just like, he's like, is there, he's like, that's, that's a really good question. So mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to that, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I know it's another form of rebirth. It's the same, it's the inverse of the same process. Yeah. Which we did talk about on another episode too. You can't, you can't be reborn again if you don't die. So it's like, what, what pieces of us are asking to die? Because if you listen, they are, it's mostly our individual attachments to those identities or to those pieces that we don't want to let go of. Our ego doesn't want to let go of. Our victim inside of us doesn't want to let go of. And um, mm-hmm. I'm talking to oh, myself yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too, but because totally. it's, yeah, and yeah. I'm really working on that too. And just can't like clearing the stories and what your, what your story was, because your languaging really does matter too. Like, you know, um, people that have gone through really intense trauma, like, I mean, we've all gone through trauma and I am like empathetic towards that, but it's like, at what point do I let my old story hold me back from becoming the next version of myself? Because if I hold on to it and hold on to it, that piece of me will never die. So I'll never grow from there into, mm-hmm. into what's waiting for me in, in that space anyways so then it comes down to making the choice of how long do i want to hold on to it and maybe it's eight months and maybe it's a few years or maybe it's it's less than that yeah but yeah and i mean i don't know death is there's something a little bit exciting about death because on the other side of death is the unknown and I like the unknown. It makes me excited. <laughs> this is the most Michaela sentence ever to say. Yeah. <laughs> Something a little bit exciting about death. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wanted to share that because it was quite profound. And I hope that it gives anyone listening to this that has experienced self-hatred in the past or currently is 
a little bit of extra permission that doesn't necessarily need to be that way or even if it was that way and it is that way like you know there's another path on the other side of it but there's like a there's like a forgiveness like waiting for it on the other side because that's just that's what it is about the like the level of self-hatred that it was that I experienced it it in the moment it feels so unforgivable yeah oof and it's also, well. <laughs> I think the other part of this is, and this is deep, it's also okay to feel that way. It's okay to feel like I don't want to forgive myself or I can't. That's okay too, yeah. because that's authentic. That's how you feel. Because mm-hmm. I think there's this thing of, I feel like I'm a piece of shit and I'm judging myself for telling myself that I'm a piece of shit and it's just like it's just another shame and judgment cycle like yeah yeah because and yeah that's definitely another piece of it yeah it's just like in that in those moments sometimes it does it feels like there's no forgiver on the other side of it you just convince yourself that yeah whether you're gonna try you're whether you're trying to find forgiveness in the moment or you're trying to find it in retrospect or something in the bigger picture sometimes it can just feel like there is like there is no energy to receive the forgiveness on the other side of it yeah and well and there's a lot of really deep layers to that too because what beliefs come up around you know not feeling worthy to accept forgiveness or give forgiveness um yeah yeah definitely or even i mean maybe putting into boxes our experience like you kind of said too like i felt so bad about this and like how much in our world do we just interpret things between good and bad like humans Mm -hmm. really to a fault because um and you and i were talking about this in a situation I suppose, but like, isn't it interesting how we have this like language that's like, it's a decent language for humans. There's more languaging that exists out there, but we have this language that has all these different words to articulate and explain something. But so often we categorize these words and put them here and here and here. And and then we put them both in a box of either good or bad, nothing else, either good Mm -hmm. or bad. And then, so you'll be hearing someone tell a story from their perception And they'll be putting like the labels of like good and bad on it to articulate something. And then so their perception, like, it's almost like a filter over the truth, if that makes sense. Not saying that's not their truth, Mm -hmm. but do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 I see. Right. Because we were kind of talking about that just like yesterday a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um. Try yeah it just it is really interesting because i there is no good or bad and i think it's really easy for humans for us to yeah just categorize things as like good or bad instead of like in your situation what okay so like in your situation what was really happening was what you were doing was it bad or were you in a state you're you're freezing you're for sure in a state of freezing well why yeah. why does free like why can freezing not just be neutral um mm-hmm. 
right or right yeah right why is freezing mm-hmm. bad in that moment right um or, or in a, a state yeah. of avoidant again it does it doesn't have to be bad we put the connotation on that um mm-hmm. a stage of maybe you're recalibrating maybe your body your mind was recalibrating yeah. maybe you were healing right mm-hmm. like just yeah and it's it's also to kind of just goes to show you know like in terms of like the way that your mind could go down to explain why it is bad it's like yeah like maybe i did need to take extra time on my phd because of that whole journey that i went through but it's also like is that bad no no there's divine timing to everything and also you know, I, I really, I believe and I see this this visual of, you know, you you end up at the same place and maybe one one road you're here and one road you kind of maybe take some extra twists and turns. But with divine, divine timing, there are these intersection node points that always bring you to the same place of where you need to be. And so even if something does take you a bit longer, I think that we really need to move i think that hopefully like we'll be ready to start moving towards a place of of really not seeing that as as good or bad and just seeing it as a different path because yeah i do think i kind of do feel like there were maybe a few timelines for my phd that maybe one was a bit shorter um but either way i would have had to quit this addiction and either way i would have had the suffering after maybe or before and um, yeah, I would um feel yeah. into letting go of those other timelines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really like I don't I'm kind of just talking about them for the yeah. sake of for the sake of like this. I'm not really I'm not really like attached yeah. to them. Um I don't have like but obviously I've thought I've thought about it. Of course. You know? I I've, I've I've thought about them. But I'm not really I don't really have an attachment to them, but just in the sense of like yeah, why anyone would think that this would be bad or like would think that being in free is but but it's because it's because that's what we're being we're being fed we're being fed these ideas that you need to that it would be bad to be stagnant for for a while or that or that being stagnant equals it's going to take me longer and then it's like okay so yeah how do you know that that wasn't well that's for the best? part of the programming and conditioning that we're supposed to be little robot yeah. ro- robot robots oh my god robots <laughs> robots that, that work yeah. for the corporations and the system and you know we just that's all that we do um so that's part yep. of the changing the paradigm too because you get to say that my process and my experience wasn't bad and it's just what it is what it is it's part of my process because it was part of your process and your i mean your soul already chose that that was going to happen for you yes and you're starting to now i think get like i mean you already knew that it happened for a reason but get even more of the downloads and kind of clicks as of to why and making sense because maybe all of that happened so now when you graduated, you can forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like this radical forgiveness is. Yeah, I'm already I'm already like applying this lesson to like current stage of life that I'm in and, and to to other things, because it's like when you have to forgive yourself. Yeah, just about how. Much that that was your process because the other thing is as much as you think that you could have had these quicker timelines and stuff like i mean 
honestly, you don't really know. Like it could have been, right. it could have been no matter how it worked out, you would have had this eight months somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, right. yeah. Because it's like, once you have this, because that's a thing. It's like, you know, it, it almost makes me think that it's like, because energy is so not, it, it doesn't, it can't be created or destroyed. I built up like whatever thing that I built up in myself to get myself to that point had to be undone. You know, I created this big wound up energy ball of limiting beliefs of whatever. It had to be undone at some point. There was no getting around it. And so because you're going to have to untangle these things one way or another, it's like, yeah, that, that process had to happen and if it didn't happen there in that time it just would have come come out somewhere else so i feel like that's kind of that's kind of how it goes but obviously you know i do think there was a lot of past life stuff all rolled up into that and and that's the thing with this too sometimes a lot of a lot of how deep this stuff goes doesn't even necessarily come from this lifetime yeah i still need to do a past life regression on you do you want to do it on the mm -hmm. podcast not today yeah. guys but okay we'll <laughs> do that we will. we'll do that on the yeah. podcast everyone so... can listen in and see what that's like um but yeah mm-hmm. i feel like yeah like i don't know the eight months just i had a thought and it kind of left me but it was just really part of of your process and your transitioning and shifting and it was really necessary because I feel like even um, if the timeline had been quicker, I don't know if your outcome would have been as strong as you would have liked. Mm-hmm. Totally. So it would have been more of like a too. race to the finish line. And with because mm-hmm. I know you had um, your your. Uh, what do you call it when you sit in front of all your colleagues and your defense? defense. I want to say dissertation, but that's something mm-hmm. else, isn't it? Well, I mean, it was a defense big of words my dissertation. For me. <laughs> 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 big words. Uh, not really, but like, yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, like it, it could have been rushed and you might not have articulated things as well as you wanted to. Or maybe like had the mm-hmm. confidence there. Like there was that like that eight months and it's very interesting that it's an eight because um yeah it was serving Mm -hmm. you in so so many ways but it's so easy to just yeah put it in the box and say this was a bad version of me or this was a bad time in my life and it's like it's just your life Mm -hmm. it's just a piece Mm -hmm. of your life a piece of everything that makes Alyssa Alyssa in this human experience at this point in time or that point in time yeah it it helped my my roots grow deeper in this time it's it yeah it enriches your experience and i definitely think there's yeah a lot of necessary stuff that happened from and that. also um again our souls choose our experience so how powerful of a soul are you 
to choose that experience for yourself because you know you're going to learn from it, grow from it, and get yourself and you're going to move through it. How powerful are you that you chose that for mm-hmm. yourself because you know you can handle it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I do, I really do feel very tangibly stronger from it. And even now, just in any procrastination cycles that I'm in or any whatever, I, I definitely am able to be like, well, look at what I got through or have the like rationale to know that even if you're so zoomed in on this one thing that you're procrastinating or something to really truly know that it doesn't really matter it doesn't it's not gonna affect the long run yeah not such a good message too is just zoom out just zoom out because like we are living on a rock that's flying through space and that's it Like we get so caught up in the, I have to do this and I should be doing this. But like your experience really is what you choose it to be. Like you, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to go to your job. You don't have to be in a partnership with this person. You don't have, you don't have to do anything. You tell yourself you do, but you don't like, and of course there's layers to that, but you, every second of the day, you always have the choice of co-creating yes. your reality mm-hmm. and I remember yeah like in that time when you were like yeah you you definitely are good at like kind of really emphasizing this teaching of like the choice and having the choice and I really do always go back to in that time when you were helping me with this stuff about the shame and like you have the choice like from this day that I just quote unquote wasted away. Like I can choose to be really shameful about it or I can choose to be compassionate and to kind of just look forward and forgive it all. And yeah, that definitely kind of was a turning point to that realization of of the choice. And, you know, if you are really if you are really in the depths of this shame spiral and they call it a shame spiral for a reason because it's hard to get out of it's very it's very much a cycle and you feel like you're in it and you feel like it's moving you around like a whirlpool and i know it and i feel like we all know it Well, and that's also the point is it's a thing for a reason mm -hmm. because more of us than less of us experience it so Mm -hmm. yeah and then it's choosing when you're in the whirlpool, where do I get off? Where mm-hmm. do I, you know? Right. Where yeah. Do I get off? And it's very disorienting. Like, I just feel like the metaphor yeah. of it and the visual is all just so necessary and accurate because it's so disorienting. But I just think that a lot of it really starts with just permission yeah. and you know like when I went back to like permission for it to be okay because like when I and this is what the lesson that I'm really taking forward and and I really just feel like kind of this deep calling to help people that have been in this and especially obviously for me it looks like in the form of academia just because and PhD programs or whatever just because I know that environment so well and it just goes applies for everything like whatever you experience you're meant to you know help people that are in 
that I've gone through it because then you have the keys and um, when I have gone back to visit my school and I've I've talked to some grad students and I have seen that they also have no idea that other people are in these deep, deep, dark holes. And they have the exact same thoughts that I do. And I've already kind of spoken to some of them and I've told them how normal it is to go through these long stages of depression at certain points in the program and everything. And just this exact type of environment, um, you know, I, I know how hard it is to find support in, in those environments and just kind of like seeing the relief on their faces of just someone else telling them like looking them in the eyes and like saying like I have fallen on my face flat for about a year and I still got through like it's okay it's not a death sentence like it's okay and just like seeing them be like so relieved by that and just it's really it's giving giving people Mm -hmm. permission and depending on the type of cutthroat environment that your work or your school or whatever is in, it's just like, I know all too well, nobody gives you permission well, sometimes. And that's huge so, too, because if you wouldn't have gone through that experience, you wouldn't have been able to say the same thing to those kids. You wouldn't have been able to yep. have the same message. And I know you get told over and over and that, you know, things happen for a reason and our experiences happen for a reason, but... It is really cool when you start to see some of it back. Um, Cause I don't, may, yeah, yes, like maybe, it is. and I'm, <laughs> maybe <laughs> you're gonna be a cosmic spiritual life coach or PhD coach or mm-hmm. teacher, cosmic mm-hmm. spiritual teacher or something, and these teachings are gonna be your stories. Because um, that's what people mm-hmm. teach is through stories. Like I was just at a thing on the weekend where, yeah so much stuff was just stories about adventures but because they had teachings in it Hmm. wow that's such a good that's so interesting i don't think i've ever thought about that like teaching through stories like that yeah yeah i don't know i never thought about it yeah yeah it is it's i'm i'm just really now in the last few months i'm 100 percent living and like starting to embody teaching what and helping others get to the other side of what I've struggled with already and there's this one person too that she's like in the last few months of her PhD program and she was in an extremely similar freeze mode to me to that I was and I was like listen and I'm like literally like metaphorically like you know take like pulling her up from the ditch that she's in because I was in it too and like and she's saying like I don't know. I, I I can't even describe it. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just feel so stupid that I can't. Like, I know I just need to just do it, but I just feel so stupid that I can't just, I don't know why I can't just do it. And I'm like, no, you're not. It's not Shame stupid. Spiral. It's not yeah. like, yeah, yep, yep. And really just kind of helping her, giving her the tools and just showing by example and yeah it is it has been really cool and i it feels it feels really good to be able to do that obviously for other people and so i think yeah because i i would like to continue doing that in in ways well, and yeah you, you, do, already, you definitely are and just good. your um, own vibration of healing yourself it's like the ripple effect that i talk about at the beginning all the time it yeah. is self-healing is healing others like there is we are all one. There is no difference. It is all infinity or 
whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of healing yourself is healing others. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and and I've seen that too. Even it's interesting with some of the clients I have or the sessions I have. They'll start talking and be mm. like, "This is my story," and I'm like. Like, am I talking to myself? Like the amount of people that I've had come through. Mm. Right. That start like, it's sometimes, it's crazy sometimes where I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you know what else that reminds me of? Like when I had this realization, um, I was texting in a group, I have a group chat with my brother-in-law, Brandon, who was on our, uh, an episode of that this one. podcast <laughs> and my sister, um, my sister and my brother, and I was, you know, telling them like the, the morning after um, this whole realization about the forgiveness and how I didn't need to hate myself so much during that time. And of course, it was still so fresh. So I'm like crying as I'm typing it, whatever. And Brandon was saying like, and and even Brandon, like we're all just typing in a group chat. He was like, I'm now getting emotional and I'm crying remembering when I had this realization too, because he has also had a similar realizations, you know, mm-hmm. on his past. and and on and there's something about it that kind of uh, yeah in, in certain ways when it clicks it clicks and he was saying like i'm i'm now getting emotional because i'm remembering when wow. i realized that and when i had this realization and this liberation of it and it's really yeah it's very it's very powerful yeah yeah it is yeah it yeah i've been noticing that a lot lately where it, like comes up when I'm having sessions with people and I'm just like, wow, how interesting that the universe orchestrated this so that now I can, Mm -hmm. from the tools that I built through my experience, share that with someone else for the point Mm -hmm. for where they're at. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so cool. Once you start like getting into that, level layer but it's it's also like it's also always happens because we're always moving through different layers of things so um like what kind of just came to me is like i've already done this multiple times for every previous chapter of my life uh this is just another mm-hmm. iteration of it which is nice and probably in your past lives as well yeah yeah so i think we're gonna wrap up there for this portion of this two-part episode thank you very much for listening so please be sure to give us a rating review and subscribe wherever you're listening and um also find us on youtube at the orphic podcast on youtube at the orphic podcast on instagram my instagram is at interdimensional.astrophysics follow me there and i (laughs) And I'm at Mariposa Moonchild on Instagram, so please follow me there as well. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, thank you for being here, and stay tuned for the next part of this episode next week. Thank you. Yeah, it's a good one, so make sure you turn in. Okay, see you next time. Bye! Bye.